With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Wish they see me for me, me for me. Wish they see me for me, just me but they. The uh, reflection of a girl's depression from voices concerned about impressing and not respecting. I've been blessed with this blessed curse. It always hurts. It's like they eyes don't connect with hers. Rather this curse, I've been touched in different ways through the thirst. Second and third, so bad I've been conditioned not to flirt. What is it worth when I cross the street? They just stop and flirt. I can hear them now. Hey, baby, with the body, come let me feel it now. Just me for me. Hey, hey, hey. It's DJ D. Hey, hey, hey. And Miss Vicky in the house. And this is Tunnel Vision with W. EXP Tunnel Vision. How y'all doing today? Once again. So let me help song. you with that. WEXP 88.3 with Tunnel there Vision. There we go. There we go. There we go. That was our identification <laughs> moment. All righty then. <laughs> so as we told you before, we got new music. So we played Sexual Harassment, a song by Elevate Your Game, giving a shout out to Elevate Your Game. They're a nonprofit that mentors high school students and we just give them all the kudos for being willing to mentor high school students because nowadays you know high school students boys and girls they need a mentor they need someone to guide them and you know we just give them all the praise and glory so if you want to listen to more of their music uh you can go to eyg uh music on youtube and with that hallelujah holla back I pray and pray Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to say something. I want to mention to our listeners, because we don't know if we have new listeners or old listeners or um, committed listeners. Um, they may have heard the definition of tunnel vision. I'm not going to give a de- definition. I'm going to kind of give a, um, a summary or an example of what tunnel vision is, but for those of you, for a reminder, or you don't know, or you never heard us say it, tunnel vision is basically a narrow-minded way of thinking. So wh- why we um, we named our show Tunnel Vision is because we want to help, we want to pave the way for people to be able to have their own perspective, but yet respect other people's perspectives and be able to have an um, open mind on, you know, different conversations. And our focus is social issues. So when you're talking about different situations that occur in society and bring it home in our own personal homes, in our communities, in our, um, if you say communities where we live or communities we go to church in, so you can be the church community, it can be at work, just wherever you find yourself in different times of the day, you know, in your life, um, there are situations that have occurred or they will occur. And, you know, with with a tunnel vision mindset, sometimes people can be narrow-minded and judgmental. And we want to um, set the pave the way where we can be an example and maybe uh, and also give suggestions because we can't force anyone to do anything but give suggestions to agree to disagree. At least listen and take it, uh, um, what word am I looking for, DJ DK? 
Um, um, like she said, you don't have to agree, but agree to disagree. But the, the whole point of it is to walk away with the mindset of, hmm, let me think about that. Not saying agree, but at least have that moment where, dang, I never thought about that, but to think about it. And that's all we want. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one other thing I want to mention is that one of the reasons why we had decided to even go this route was because we have people in our lives that that shut us out because we have our one way of thinking and we don't even want to hear what they have to say. I'm talking about children. I'm talking about siblings. I'm talking about aunties, uncles. I'm talking about the um, immediate family, distant family. I'm talking about friends. I'm talking about neighbors. I'm talking about a lot, just individuals that come in contact with our lives. And some, because I've even been there, where I had my way of thinking, and if if the certain people didn't think like that, then I had that judgmental way of thinking, or um, you know, we ended, I ended up, you know, not being in a position where I was agreeing to disagree, and then they end up shutting themselves down, where I couldn't even reach them anymore, where they didn't want to talk to me, or whatever the case may be. And being um, more susceptible to agree to disagree can open up conversations, even with our children and, you know, also the other people that we come in contact with in the community or in our families or in our small circles or big circles. So just wanted to mention that because, you know, we found that that's been a struggle for, and it's not just a black struggle. It's not the African-American thing. This is a people thing. They cross color lines. So I just want to let that be known too. All because right, we man. both are DJ Dika and myself are African American, but however, this <laughs> crosses the color line. So don't think All it's right, just then. a black thing. Ms. Vicky done spoke. Okay, I'm oh done. my God. It's gonna be a deep conversation today. Uh <laughs> uh and I just wanna add to the little little bit about what was she saying, you know, the part about being willing to agree to disagree. Let me add this part. Okay, so you agree, because sometimes we just say that word loosely. Okay, I'm agree to disagree. But are you really? You going to agree to disagree? So I say this to say this. When you say that, mean it. Don't be tripping and don't talk to the person. Yeah, but some people be saying it to be sarcastic. Some people will say it to be sarcastic. And then, and but, then they still be mad at you. I thought we was agreeing to disagree. What, we can't go off? No, I can't go talk to you. I ain't going nowhere with you because you pissed me off. No, remember when? And if you week? do, if you are, but if they are upset, because sometimes conversation can be hard and it can cause you to feel a little some type of way. It's okay, but then go back and fix it. Like go back and resolve it. Don't hold on to the anger. Don't hold up. Hold on, because you know. If they can't control their emotions at that moment if they, if it flares up. However, you can control how you react to those emotions. Right. So if you need a moment, okay. if you need a moment, take that moment. But I'm just saying, like, take into consideration, maybe you can revisit the conversation or just at least let the person know that I respect what you're saying, but I just don't agree. And let's, you know, be, like let, and let's have peace. Um, yeah, let's have peace, but we can still go on being friends and all that. That's really what I'm talking about. But, yes, Miss Vicky got a point, you know. Um, if it gets that point, try to smooth it over so you can continue the relationship. And then it depends on who the person is, too. And I'm going to leave it right there because that's going to cause me to go into another conversation topic that we don't want to talk about today. Okay. Uh, resource time, resource time, resource time. We're all about resources. So, oh, wait a minute. Let me do my part before Miss Vicky. Miss Vicky, uh, would you like to do our identification sponsor information? Yes, we like to give. Well, we've already shouted. We gave a shout out to WEXC eighty-eight point three. Well, anyway, we did it. Um, um we kind of did it. So anyway, we want to give a shout out to them for sponsoring our show, um, sponsoring us to, to host the show on their, their um, podcast station. Um, also, we want to give a shout-out to Eon H2O Water, who um, are basically almost one and the same with WEXP 88.3. And we love you. We appreciate you 
for all your hard work and creativity. And um, we look forward to going out here and, you know, educating people and bringing awareness and empowerment to different, you know, environments with, um, part, by partnering with you. Um, yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. Thank, thank you very Oh, she made me mess my words. I was going to say thank you very much. That was very helpful. All righty then. So let's go back to our L.A. Law Library uh, uh, pro bono workshop information that we started last week. So I'm going to give a little reminder. I'm not going to give all of them. I'll just give three for each date. So Monday, October 21st, 2019, uh, Landlord Tenant, Where You Begin is a workshop. It's 11.15 a.m. and 12.15 p.m. And the next one is uh, How to Challenge Government Agency Decisions. That's 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. And the next one is Who's the Client? Ethical Issues and Medical Legal Legal Community Partnerships. Uh, Tuesday, October 22nd, Volunteer Training Establishing Guardianships. is 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. How to Become a Minor's Legal Guardian. 10.30 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Assess to police personnel files, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. That sounds kind of interesting. I'm going to move on. <clears throat> uh, free help with clearing criminal records, 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. That's all these workshops on Tuesday, October 22nd, uh, 2019. And um, also, this is to domestic violence. I was going to try to go. Myself to this one. It's a book discussion. No visible bruises. What we don't know about domestic violence can kill us. And the author's name is Raquel Louise Snyder, 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then uh, one more. Wednesday, October 23rd, Service Animals, What You Need to Know, 11 a, I mean, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And that's going to be a big topic. I can feel it. And all these workshops are through the L.A. Law Library's Pro Bono Week. And if you want more information, you can go to the website, probonoweeklawlibrary.org. So that's all our resources. And once again, a reminder, October, outside, well, well, let me say this. October is my favorite month. Let me say me, my favorite month, because it's not about Halloween. It's about my birthday. And it's about the fact that I was given life and was born, and it's due to my testimony, and I'll share my testimony another day, but that's why I'm really big on my birthday, based on my testimony. And it's also Miss Vicky's birthday um, month as well, and we were celebrating last week, and we continued the celebration this week for Miss Vicky. Uh, so you want to share what you did this week, Miss Vicky, for your birthday? Well, okay, since you volunteered me to do that, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my birthday was my October bad. 9th. That was Wednesday. And for about five years now, maybe yeah, about five years, every October I usually go to the Catalino. I, I said Catalino. That is funny. I don't know where I got the Lino part. Maybe I'll figure it out later in the show. But um, every um, <laughs> every year in October, I go to Catalina Island for the Jazz Fest, the Catalina Jazz Fest. They call it Jazz Track. Um, and so Did I usually go, track? but I usually no track. Oh, track. It's with a T R. <laughs> but um, yeah. So anyway, um, I usually go the week after my birthday every year. Last year was the only year I didn't go. But I went again this year, and it was wonderful. But this year I went the first week, which was my birthday week. And it was wonderful. I had a wonderful time. I met a lot of wonderful new people. Um, Usually when we go the second week of the Jazz Festival, because the festival is two weeks in a row, Thursday through Sunday. And um, we, we met a lot of new people along the way, but a lot of them return, and they come back every year. So this year... Being that we went the first week, we met a lot of new people because the people that we usually see and know, they come on the second week. 
So it was very interesting. It was really, I really had a good time. And it was a very, very nice, positive stress reliever. So, yeah, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. So every week until the end of October, we will share what we're doing for a birthday. So next week, we already got plans. Uh, We're going to go to a movie. Uh, Gemini Man with Will Smith. So we'll share about that um, next week. So with that being said, now that we don't share about October being our birthday month, October is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, National Disability Employment Month, and it's also Domestic Violence Month. So on that on that note, as we had promised, that every every week during the week of October, we're going to give a few facts about all three. So I'm don't forget give to give the resource number for domestic violence. Oh yes. Um. So I'll I'll give that number when we get to the domestic violence first part. Thank you, Miss Figgy. Teamwork, teamwork, teamwork. Okay. All right. Facts about breast cancer in the United States. If you didn't know, one in eight women in the United States will develop breast cancer in her lifetime. In 2019, an estimated 2,068, 600 new cases of invasive breast cancer will be diagnosed in women in the U.S. as well as 62,930 new cases of non-invasive in-suit breast cancer. 62% of breast cancer cases are diagnosed at a localized stage for which the five-year survival rate is 99%. Oh, that's awesome. This year, an estimated 41,760 women will die from breast cancer in the U.S. Although this is rare, men get breast cancer too. The lifetime risk for U.S. men is about 1 in 1,000. An estimated 2,670 men will be diagnosed with breast cancer this year in the United States, and approximately 500 will die. One more. One in eight women in the United States will develop breast cancer in our lifetime. Oh, I already read that. Why they got it on here twice? Anyway, um, let me do another one since I already read that. Breast cancer is the most common cancer in American women except for skin cancers. Okay, so I gave you a lot of facts about breast cancer, a lot of information. So feel free on your own time to go to the nationalbreastcancer.org website if you want more information. Um, Moving on. Is there anything you want to add before I move on to the next one, uh, Ms. Vicky? No, ma'am. All right, thank you. All righty then. Um, it was just crazy. I just got to add this start. Usually when I have to say numbers, big numbers, I kind of like feel hesitant and I don't want to say numbers because I don't want to mix them up or fumble over them. But I didn't fumble over not one stat when it came to numbers, so I give God the glory. I just have to say, got to give him praise. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, as far as National Disability Employment Month, um, the theme of this year, uh, where is it? I had it just to say. Oh, the theme for Disability Employment, Amer- uh, National Dis- Disability Employment Awareness Month is the right talent right now. So that was the theme for this year. And a um, little side note, um, I guess I could say I'm a public, uh, public official, public servant on a local level. I'm a commissioner, so we had our we had our uh, mentor day this week, and we were able to uh, have 19 students from local high schools in Long Beach come and um, come to City Hall, and we paired them up with uh, city officials, uh, pe- people that work throughout the city. So we had the district attorney, we had public works. Uh, we had the uh, police department. Whoever wanted to come mentor these students, they paired. We paired them up, and they were with them from eight to twelve. And then um, KCOD, which is the commission I sit on, uh, we gave them certificates and we fed them. And then we um, asked them to come sit in on our meeting. So they were able to sit in on our meeting and watch us talk about things and advise City Hall, uh, the mayor. And they were very excited because you know students you know, don't get that opportunity every day. And, you know, I was the chair, so I kind of was the one leading the ship, and I was sharing with them about how they were going to be on TV, 
So that was funny because they forgot about the fact that they're going to watch uh, city officials talk about issues about people with disabilities. They was all uh, they was all happy about the fact that they're going to be on TV. So that was fun. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I'm glad that KCOD does that every year um, in in respect to bringing awareness of the importance of employing people with disabilities. So um, there's 10 ways to foster or highlight National Disability Employment Awareness Month year-round. So I'm just going to give a few ideas that I found. Uh, So one idea was for employers to do is gather ideas from your corporate disability employee resource group. Idea number two is to hold a National Disability Employment Awareness Month kickoff event in October. Uh, number three is to host a disability mentor day. So we already did one. Uh, idea four for employees is to sponsor a lunch and learn series about disability issues. Oh, these are really cool. Idea five is to provide volunteer opportunities to your employees. So that's a few little ideas. Nice. I'll share the other uh, five next week. And last, but not least, we're going to talk about Domestic Violence Month. We're going to share a few myths about Domestic Violence Month. So, uh, myths are how can I say how can I say this the correct way? Myths are things that you think are true, but they're not. Okay. So me and Vicky, uh, Miss Vicky, read this book and we highlighted it in our calendar. So it was very helpful. So the name of the book is It Shouldn't Hurt to Go Home. And this is considered the Domestic Violence Victims Handbook. It should not hurt to go home. When we go home, that is our sanctuary. We should feel safe. So myth number one, let me read this. You can't believe everything you read and hear about domestic violence. Here are eight common myths about domestic violence. They are not true. So that's what it is. Things that people think are true, they're not true. And I'm not going to read all eight. I'll just read a few and read the rest next week. Myth number one, domestic violence is just a monetary loss of temper. This is a myth. Domestic domestic abuse is just the opposite of a monetary loss of temper. The batterer makes a cohesion. Wait, the batterer makes a conscious decision to batter. It's an ongoing technique used by the batterer to enforce control through the use of fear. So it's not about, oh, they were just upset for a moment, it'll go away. No. Myth number two, domestic violence, domestic violence only happens in poor families. No, no, no. Domestic violence occurs throughout all levels of society. There is no evidence that suggests that any income, level, or occupation social class, or culture is immune from domestic violence. Wealthy, wealthy, educated professionals are just as prone to violence as anyone else. All righty, man. You heard it first on Tunnel Vision, W-E-X-P, Tunnel Vision. Uh, Myth number three, domestic violence is just an occasional slap or a punch that isn't serious. Now, see, I didn't even have to read that one. I I know that for a fact. That's not true. Victims are often seriously injured. Over 30% of women seeking care in hospital emergency rooms are there because they have been injured by their domestic partners. Battered women are more likely to suffer miscarriage or to give birth prematurely. Battered men also suffer physical injury. And one more. Myth number four, heads of households have the right to control the people they support. Let me read that again. Heads of households have the right to control the people they support. No, no, no. No partner in a domestic relationship has the right to control the other partner. And on that note, I'm going to leave it right there. So... We have given you information no. on. Go ahead. I was going to say, no, they don't have the right to control. No one has the right to control anyone, anyway. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
But yeah, the domestic partner does not have that right to control. I just want to time. say one other thing. Okay. Yes. Um. Oh, you said the only time what? I was going to not make it funny, but say something sarcastic. The only time we can talk about control is when we're listening to Janet Jackson's song, Control. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Thank okay, you go for ahead. that. Um, yeah, ahead. I was just going to say, um, you let's say this is one of the outlets that you heard it on, WEXP 88.3 Tunnel Vision. I was just correcting the statement that you said, you didn't say the whole thing. Thank you. I was helping you out. Yeah. There you go. And see, there's no ton of vision there. See, you know, open <laughs> mind. No problem. Thank you. See, we even right. have to remind ourselves about tunnel vision on the show. See, that's what makes our show so lively. All righty. <laughs> so now we've given you information about breast cancer awareness. We've given you information about national disability employment. We're giving you information about domestic violence, and we're giving you the update on our birthday month. Um, and don't forget, feel free to donate. Um, we still have our fundraiser going on in, um, in honor of both our birthdays. And while I'm there, I'll go on and give our information. Uh, social media, Facebook, Divide Victory Ministries. The D and the V and the M is uh, capitalized. Our Twitter is DVM capital letters 418 and our Instagram is Divine Victory Ministries our small letters contact information is Divine Victory Production at gmail.com our website is Divine Victory Ministries dude dude.com praise God I didn't have to spell it out boy I'm on a road today you need, I, you're going to have to spell it out because I don't even everybody don't know how to spell that Oh, man. See, I was all happy. I finally got it right. Now I got to still do it, man. Come of on. DV. Okay. Divine, you know, Miss Vicky just really rained on my parade right now. Man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can't cry. Not real. Divine Victory Ministries dot D-U-D-A-O-N-E, which is, you know, the word one, dot com. Let me do it again. Divine Victory Ministries. Can I finish it again? Okay. Divine Victory Ministries dot D-U-D-A-O-N-E dot com. Thank you, Miss Vicky, for letting me finish. All righty. You're welcome. And the DV and the um, Domestic Violence um, Resource Number, if you you need to contact anybody to get any, any information, or even help, like the hotline. Mm-hmm. Instead of us giving you the 800 number, we're going to give you 211. 211 will connect you to any resource that you may need. Just a reminder. Not a problem. And once again, before we go into our topic, back to life, back to reality, we want to remind you this is WEXP, Tunnel Vision with DJ WEXP 88.3. There it is. And DJ Dika, hallelujah, holla back. All righty then. I want you to know, I love saying hallelujah, holla back. I love the fact that I'm back on the radio. It's just such a stress reliever for me. All righty then. <laughs> so we're going to get into our, our topic uh, through the eyes of the media. So we left off with Miss Vicky was giving us uh, very fruitful information about the show uh, Queen Leaf, and we left off talking about um, the episode where it was highlighting the relationship between the husband and wife. So I'm going to let Ms. Vicky continue there, and then we will talk about at least one more show or two more shows. We'll see what time prevails. Go ahead, Ms. Vicky. So you were talking about the husband well, and wife relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, just a recap, um, the, the wife and husband um, – they have two children. They have a teenage daughter, and I believe the son is is he is he in school yet? I don't even know if he started yeah, school. Yeah, he yet. is school. He but he's kind of young. Yeah, he just started. Yeah, he's just probably like kindergarten, first grade, and um, yeah. they live on the property of their mother of their in law of the of the uh, pastor and wife, which is 
the husband's yes. parents. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. And um, the, their relationship dynamic is not. Um, I don't know. Back in the day, we would say Teddy Pendergrass says fifty fifty. <laughs> but he okay. also talked about 80, 20, 60, 40, like how the how the um, commitment changes from time to time where, and I don't even say commitment, but like how much it's a give and take relationship, or really it's supposed to be a give on both ends. And so the analogy I get out of that song is saying that like if, if you, your mate is having a bad day or a bad month, then they might not be able to give their full part. So then you make up the difference. Um, nowadays, you say give 100 and 100. But really, to be honest with you, that's very unrealistic because a lot of times we can't even give 100, you know. So I'm saying in their relationship, it appeared, majority of the time, it appeared that the husband was given more than the wife. But then there was a time that he was give that she was giving more than him as well. So they kinda like been playing a tug of war with that. But also the wife is um they call him an alpha female. So she's yeah. not really humble female and she um oh. is very outspoken and disrespectful to her in law. Um so that dynamic is really, really kinda Actually, it kind of bothers me. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real, <laughs> but um, but at the same time, um, they do love each other. But based on how their dynamic is with how they get along, either he's having an affair or attempting to have one, or she's thinking about having one. Um, she tried to leave him at one point. Um, they're trying to co-parent their children, and that's been a failure as well. Um, the teenage daughter ended up in a domestic violence relationship. Now she's back home. And they basically, remember when I talked about tunnel vision and how if you can actually open your mind to listen and agree to disagree, get to that point, and how it may open the door where people that didn't want to hear what you have to say may want to talk to you now or they may want to chill or they may want to listen. We're talking about a child right now. So their daughter is she she pretty much clammed up. She don't even really want to talk to them because all they see is her fault. And then they they want to protect their child just like any other parent would want to well, you know, most parents anyway, the ones that are actually active in their children's lives. They you know, you all parents wanna protect their kids. However, they're not allowing her to be herself, even in their home, in their environment, even to express herself. Like they're like um, telling her how she should think and how she should act instead of allowing her to grow into the flower that God has designed her to be. And But it's kind of difficult for them to allow her to because their relationship is toxic. And then if we go even further, the father's relationship is toxic with his own parents. So it's like, some of that stuff be generational. Well, I ain't going to even say some. A lot of it be generational. A lot of the problems that people have. So in Greenleaf, we wanted to share um, different parts of what's going on in their dynamic in this uh, two-parent home. You know, it's not, you know, that statistics say, oh, if it's a one-parent home, this is what's going to happen to the child. Well, this is a two-parent home. They both are Christians. The husband is a minister. The wife is a, is a minister's wife, and she's active in the ministry. But yet their house is, like, divided. It's divided. Um, their daughter does not want to be there, um, even though she does love the Lord. But she does not want to be there. She does not care for her parents. She don't even want to really learn anything from them. So we just want to show that part of it to kind of, like, um, you know, just shine a light on it to to help our listeners and even ourselves to be able to figure out another way, not be so overbearing and controlling over the guardianship of your own child. And basically, God made you representative over that child. He blessed you to have that child. If it came through your own womb, 
if you were the seed giver, the seed that produced the the, the egg, the baby, um, or if you became guardian in another way. The bottom line is I'm just saying that consider, you know, how, you know, how you should parent this child, you know, because sometimes we, we can be the worst enemy. You know how we say we can be our own worst enemy? We can be our worst enemy, the, our child's worst enemy. So we need to take that into consideration. Um, well, 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 well. Did you want to add to that, DJ? Yeah, kind of. So, like, you know, all the subjects we talk about, and like I said, we're doing media right now through the eyes of the media. So even though, just a reminder, even though these are TV shows, and some of us might not want to admit it, because I've had conversations with people about that too, most of the time when you see stuff on TV, believe me, they have done research, and they're using stuff that's in everyday society, and then they put it on TV, and they make a storyline of it, but that's stuff that really be going on. So just because you see it on TV, please don't be under a rock and be like, oh, that ain't going to happen to me. That don't happen to real life. Yeah, it might not happen to everybody, but you best to believe. Most of the time when you see stuff on TV that's through a storyline, it's happening in real life. And so I just appreciate Greenleaf willing to highlight social issues and highlight things that people might not want to talk about, especially when it's pertaining to church folks, because I hate to say it. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what to call it a myth or not. But some people, some believe when it comes down to church folks and we Christian, that we don't make mistakes or we don't do anything. We're human. We're human. And Christian is just our faith. But that don't mean we don't do things or things don't happen to us. So get over that. What is that word? Get over that myth or get over that way of thinking, tunnel vision thinking, okay? Because we go through things just like everybody else. The difference. Yes, there we go, stigma, yes. We go through things just like everybody else. It's just how we how we allow God or our faith to help us get through it. That's the only difference. Um, so thank you very much for that summary of that show. And I just want to add, we're going to go into another show, but because it is Disability Employment Awareness Month um, this past week, um, God has really been opening up the door for me to, like, um, what is it, uh, like, I don't want to say beef up, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, outside of DJing, my second th- favorite thing to do is public speaking. It's kind of like my therapy. So lately, the door has been opening where I'm speaking and a lot more having to speak in engagements, and I give God all the praise and glory because doors are just opening up where I'm being asked. And this past, the past, in the past two weeks, I think I spoke more, in the last two weeks that I've ever spoke, and my voice is kind of affected. But God is good, you know, because I'm going to start taking some tea and start uh, nourishing my voice because I see the door is going to continue to fly open and I need to be ready. But anyway, um, I just spoke on a panel this past Friday, and it was myself with six other people that had disabilities, and we all had different disabilities. But we were able to share our story about uh, being a person with a disability, uh, coming from a childhood to coming into an adult. So, you know, basically we were trying, we spoke to parents, and it was very enlightening to speak to parents and let them know that just because you have a child with a disability, it's not the end of the world. Your child has a disability, but he can grow up to be a successful adult. There's tools out there to help you help your child um, become successful. So I just wanted to say that that's in the social issues too. Um, they didn't have they don't they didn't have the tools and resources that they have for disabled people now. So I just encourage parents out there if you have a child with a disability, um, encourage them, love them, teach them how to love themselves. I'm working on that still at 52 years old, learning how to love myself. Because you got to love yourself first before you can ask anybody else to love you. Let me say it again. You have to learn to love yourself before you can ask anybody else to love you. Well, I believe that part of it is, is you need to know what it looks like. And that if you don't true. know what it looks like, then how can you ask somebody else to love you? 
That because you wouldn't, you would think that they loving you when that ain't even love, because you don't exactly. even know what it look like. And so. I, and I'm gonna be transparent. You know, I'm working through that as well, because you know, believe it or not, that is a struggle for some people. If you don't even know what it is, you don't even know what it looks like, and then, then sometimes that gives. I said sometimes, sometimes that gives room for the door to open, for people to go through a domestic violence relationship because they're looking for love. They're looking for love in the wrong places. And first they don't love themselves. And, and that's and, what happened to the little girl on Green Leaf. That's what happened okay. to the daughter. Okay. The daughter, um, now, only thing I want to say is that I don't want to be so harsh to say that everybody that ends up in a domestic violence relationship don't know what love is. Sometimes right. there's some unresolved issues why yes. people end up in domestic violence relationships. However, yeah. her, she had a misinterpretation of what love was in her life. And, you know, even watching her parents go through their infidelity, because the father had infidelity, and um, the mom is being overbearing and bossy, and um, she don't see them really being loving to each other so you know she ended up going out and getting in a relationship that turned out to be very toxic the little girl I'm saying the daughter ended up in that relationship and I believe in her situation she didn't know what love she didn't know what love looked like she didn't know only thing she knew was she knew that God she knew she had some idea about who God is in her life and who, you know, what place that they play in her life for some, in some parts. Like, she's still developing and still learning, you know, a lot of stuff about the Word of God and her relationship. But I'm just saying that um, she did know the difference between being somebody being kind and someone being mean. She just didn't want to let go of, of the guy because she wanted to, um, you know, have she wanted to be committed with him. She might wanted things to work out, and she figured she could probably be the person to change him. And then, you know, she was also, um, it was like she wanted him to be in her life also because she wanted to be seen. She wanted to be popular. You know, it was like it was some other arterial motives that allowed her to stay in it to, to the extent that she stayed in it. You know, it, it. You know, it, the only thing was, you know, sometimes I have to say this. Sometimes with certain movies, you know, and I really love Greenleaf, but sometimes if the acting is not like the greatest, and I'm not trying to say it's an act, but it could have been that is the reason why I'm feeling this way, because she she says she loved him so much, but her her face didn't look like it. Like it wasn't. It wasn't convincing that she loved that little boy. You know what I'm saying? Like how some people when they act, and you'd be like, oh, she loved him, you know? But it didn't seem oh like God. that. She wasn't that convincing. However, her actions made her appear that she loved him and she stayed with him for that. But I think she stayed with him also because she probably wanted to get away from her family. She was like, well, this is more exciting. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So That's she was like, you know, people, we need to listen. Because you cuddling your kids, sheltering them, and then you know always fussing at them about something, and then they be done ran to the devil because they like, oh, this is too boring. I'm looking for some excitement, and they don't even like me anyway. Because every time they turn around, they complaining about something I did or didn't do. Well, <laughs> so we need well, to because well. she was yet, I mean, very active. They live on the church ground. They had a whole property with the church and their homes on it because they were wealthy people. And so I'm just saying that she may not, you know, she may not have loved them really anyway. She thought she was in love, but at the same time, like I said, unless if they did it that way on purpose, she didn't seem that convincing to me that she loved him. Like it wasn't like she was always all over him or whatever like teenagers do. Like, they did stuff every now and then, but I'm just saying, like, I remember I was a teenager in love, and you best believe everybody knew it. Well. <laughs> and I've seen other teenagers, too. I've seen other teenagers do the same thing. 
And so I'm just saying that she didn't seem that convincing in that way. And I really believe that she um, ran off with him and was doing all those things with him and allowing him to treat her that way because she was trying to escape from her environment. Exactly. I really believe that. Sometimes your environment can mess you up. And believe me, I know firsthand, but that's a whole nother show. Now, her parents weren't weren't harming her. She wasn't put in harm's way. It was just emotionally she was affected by the environment. And then the the trick part of the trip, the part that, um, what am I trying to say? The the thing, the part, okay. I am not going to stutter. (laughs) I'm not even a stutterer. The thing that happened was, she ended up getting tricked. Like you think you run into to go and get some excitement and you run into where you think the grass is greener. But she ended up running into hell. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They think they leaving, especially kids, they leave their environment thinking, oh, my parents and not me. Oh, they want to do this and that. Then you go to a worse environment. And so that's what happened. Well. She ended up going to a worse environment than what she was in at first. She might as well stay there and deal with her parents. You know? She could have still went and snuck off and did the things that she did. And I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying, you know, she might as well have dealt with her parents. She only had a couple more years before she's going away to college and just applied to a college out of state or, you know, somewhere where you have to be in the same house. But I'm just saying, instead, she decided to run up this little boy that she's thinking, oh, this is a fast way I can get, you know, change my environment and I can have fun. And then it ended up being a worse situation. Even where he well, embarrassed her at, her at her own prom, or, or abuse. Well, what was it? Was it that was the prom? That was a um, debutante, right? Well, yeah. Yes, he well, embarrassed wait, her at her own debutante. Well, let me yes. wait, Miss Vicky. Hold, hold that thought. Okay, we need to have an identification moment. Okay, so this is W E X T Tunnel Vision. You keep saying it wrong. Well, say it right for me. I'm not going to give you a safe night of identification if you go keep saying it wrong. Okay, W-E-X-P, W-E-X-P, 88.3, Tunnel Vision. We are in the house. Thank you for that one. I'll let you do the identification. Okay. Yeah, you can say, you can say, Miss Vicky, it's time for our station identification. Thank you. There we go. See, Mark, there we go. Okay, so with that... Can we, because um, the time is, you know, going well spent, very good, fruitful conversation. Can we move on yes. to another TV show? Sure we can. We can start okay, let's one. Take, okay, yeah, let's start with Okay. Let's, let's, uh, wait, one's going to us. We got Queen Sugar or we got Power. So which one? Let's see. We're going to do Queen Sugar. There it is. Okay. I think so, Queen Sugar will be really interesting. You want okay. to give the background of Queen Sugar or where it is and all that? Yeah, we're in season four, and um, what season four was quite fruitful. Um, it's uh, where Queen Sugar at? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're well, speaking of that. Wait a minute, we gotta go back to uh, uh, what is it? What we just got finished talking about? Dang it, we leave. I made a mistake. I mixed it um. up. I had to do some research. Okay, so the actual filming where they're filming Queen Sugar is in Atlanta, but when you, but when as you're watching the show, the show is supposed to be um, based in Tennessee. So I just wanted to make that correction. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate All that right. correction. Okay, so let's okay, go back now. to Queen Sugar before we run out of time. Queen Sugar is supposed to be based in Louisiana. So I don't know what parish and all that. I just know it's Louisiana. So it's uh, made up of a family, uh, a sister, a brother. It's two sisters and a brother and an auntie. And so the fam- the the series is based around this family. Wait, so the father the the father oh, had yeah. um had two children by one woman, and then the third child, which was a female, by another woman. And the woman, they're an African American family. But the first mother is African American and the second mother is Caucasian. So okay, go ahead. Yes. Okay, so the series is based about different social issues around his family. So season four um, is about how I think it's the oldest sister 
uh, is a journalist, and she wrote a book. And I'm a journalist. She is the oldest sister. So okay, we know it's not sister. Sister. She is the okay, oldest. Okay, she's the oldest mm-hmm. sister, and, she, and her area is journalism, just like mine. And she decided to write a book, write a book about her family. So her writing that book caused a little bit of difficulty within her family. Uh, the character's name is Nova, and she felt by writing this book that it was going to set her free and the rest of her family free, and it did just the opposite, where her she wanted the family to be happy about her writing the book, and they were until they found out what the book was about. They didn't know it was about their business. So they're kind of was upset. So the rest of the show season is about how they're upset because she wrote the book, also because she didn't forewarn them what she was writing, and you know. So. So just to add to what DJ Dika said, um, not only did she write a book about her family and their journey, she told intimate intimate details about personal stuff about each family member, each person that was close, even her brother and his mother of his child. Like she even told intimate, um, you know, private information about them. So anyone that was a part of their circle that was close and considered family, um, she told their information. And we know, I just found out in recent years that that's a crime. You cannot write people's names and talk about their business without, um, what do they call it? It's like almost like slandering. Is that what the word is? But anyway, there's, um, yeah. if you want to look it up for yourself and we can get back to you with that information, but there is a law that protects people from you divulging their information and saying that, you know, that individual this is what happened to them, like telling their business, basically. Um, so anyway, in the in the show, uh, Queen Sugar, that's what she did. She told everything about, I mean, like intimate secrets that caused a lot of pain. And sometimes, because we're going to have to bring it to a close and continue this discussion next week, but I just wanted to say that sometimes we're we so busy worried about ourselves and our own hurt and pain and um, our own journey, we don't think about how we're affecting other people. So even like the people, like let's say, for example, she told her older, her younger sister's dark secret or a, a, a problem that she, I mean, a mistake she made in her past. Well, that mistake trickled or the, the, the knowledge of that mistake trickled into her career. She was trying to become a public official she was attempting, she's in the process of trying, you know, attempting to be a public official. Her son was affected by it. Um, another thing she told, um, I'm not going to go into details, but her, the brother's business was, was, was put out there. The brother basically just rehabilitated himself and got off of parole. You know, um, his son, the brother has a son, so the son is finding out about stuff. And then the mother was brought into it. So the son is going to school, and then he's hearing people talking to him about his business, about his mom and his dad and all these things. And it's just a whole lot of stuff going on with that situation. And I'm going to tell you my position. I do not support her doing that. I did not support her doing that. And I do like the storyline because it brings up uh, – it's, it's like a discussion, a, a, a um, conversation piece to talk about um, that those type of things going on. And a lot of that happens in a lot of families. Um, it seems like the people that it happened to, I'm going to just make it personal. African-Americans do that. There's a lot of African-Americans that do that. But I think it's probably the people that have that poverty mindset more so. So it could be. It, like I said, how it's no color line, no line, color line, so it could be across the color line. But it, I think it's connected to poverty mindset and a lack of wisdom and knowledge. So with all that said, all that being said, 
we're going to um, follow up on that conversation next week, and we'll go into more detail um, and sub-way into different um, different parts of different dynamics of what's going on in that family. It's a lot going on, too. So, And then keep in mind, we're sharing and we're talking to you about social issues that are being shown to us through the media's eyes, but a lot of this stuff mirrors our own lives, and it may not be personally, but it can be close-knit. It could be family members, friends, loved ones, what have you, you know, and it's good to just have that awareness. DJ Dika, did you have anything you want to add before you Um, play your wonderful song? Yes, the last five minutes of the show, you know, we did, you know, we gave information, we talked about a serious subject matter, so the last five minutes, I just want to kind of talk about something not so deep as we get ready to go. Um, you know, in the past, a couple of shows, a couple of shows before this one, we would often have a personal enlightenment moment, or we would have an unsung hero. So um, I'm going to do a personal enlightenment moment. Okay. It just, a, just, it's just an observation. You know, no judgment. Just an observation. I remember, even D, even DJ Vicky and Miss Vicky have to make sure they're not being tunnel vision. Got to be open minded. So I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna be have a I'm gonna be uh, have just observation. I'm trying to be open minded about it. Remember how we went to go see the movie Hustler? Okay, okay, we was watching the movie, and we was you know watching it for research purposes, you know, because that's another social issue we could talk about. So as we were watching the movie, you know. Eating our popcorn. Eating our candy, drinking our lunch. Miss <laughs> Vicky, you know, goes whispers in my ear, and I'm trying to be all in the movie now. She whispers <laughs> in my ear, and she tells me, uh, did you see that little boy in the mother? I'm like, huh? And she made me stop paying attention to the movie. <laughs> and, and, and I had to focus on what she said. I'm like, huh? And, and then I seen the little boy and the mother. I realized what she was telling me. I was like, now, now, now. And Vicky was saying, I don't know, that don't make no sense. And I was trying to get a woman better by jail. I'm like, well, you know, she had to take to the bathroom, Vicky, man. No, you missing the point, Dika. Why is he in here? I'm like, well, you know, hey, maybe she wanted to teach him about sex education. Maybe she didn't know what the movie was about. So I'm just saying. You know, and on, when you're looking at the movies and, you you know, you're buying the ticket, it says, rated R movies. You know, you must be accompanied by a dope. So she was definitely accompanied we by the dope. We went to go see that movie for, so we don't even have enough time to say, but we went to go <laughs> see that movie for research purposes. Well, yeah. And so <laughs> the things that we saw was not fitting for a child that's in elementary school. So anyway, being that, uh, be that as it may, we not gonna be um, DJ, you want to cl- you want to close us out because we'll just discuss that next time. Yes, that was that was just our enlightenment moment. You know how we have an enlightenment moment. So <clears throat> we're gonna leave our last two minutes to play our little songs. You've been hearing the rest of it, and we just thank you as always for uh, taking the time to be a part of the Tunnel Vision show. And remember, nobody going to love you like you love yourself. And that's the quote for the day. Hallelujah. Holla back. DJ D. Hallelujah. Holla back. See you next time. Love y'all. Be safe. Wish they see me for me, me for me. Wish they see me for me, just me but they. The uh, reflection of a girl's depression from voices concerned about impressing and not respecting. I've been blessed with this blessed curse. It always hurts. It's like they eyes don't connect with hers. Rather this curse, I've been touched in different ways through the thirst. Second and third, so bad I've been conditioned not to flirt. 
What is it worth when I cross the street? They just stop and blur. I can hear them now. Hey, baby, with the body, come let me feel it now. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.